your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, today we're talking about old farts, aging. (laughs) You know, we have to wonder, why do old people smell? The truth is, old people smell and arguably not the nicest, the most respectful way to talk about our elders, but it is a real issue. And believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm old too. So, you know, here's how our body odor works for older people. Hormonal imbalances that occur during aging often result in, um, it's called a lipid acid or a fatty acid, and it's produced by our skin. And as the skin gets older, It's uh, natural antioxidant protection decreases, and that results in a greater oxidation of lipid acid. So when lipid acid is oxidized, basically the chemical compound nonanol is produced. And, uh, you know, given that it's real, it's something we need to address beyond scolding young people that old people smell. You know, that's a very offensive descriptor. But, you know, that said... You know, uh, other changes uh, do warrant attention. For example, many women experience body odor changes during menopause. Hot flashes, night sweating during menopause cause excessive perspiration, increased fatty acids resulting in not and all. And that uh, uh, stress can exacerbate the production of not and all in both men and women. So just being stressed out, you can cause yourself to be stinky. So nonanol is, is once again a chemical compound that people develop as they age and it's really the, the problem with the smell, which, which um, the National Institute of Health describes it as a uh, unpleasant, greasy, grassy odor. And so it's often hard to self-detect it, but it lingers on fabric like shirts, uh, pillows, uh, those odors thrive in confined environments. Um, and so, you know, they can also, I think I have a dresser that it lives in. So, you know, in 2030, the number of Americans age 65 and older, older is uh, projected to be about 71.5 million in the United States. That's just the United States, of which nearly 10 million will be at least 85 years old. And so uh, there's a lot of research recently that's shown that the most older Americans today report better health than the people of the past at the same age. So as more people are living longer, more individuals can expect to spend more time in retirement than those in previous generations. And even though older Americans tend to live longer and happier lives than previous generations, a whole lot of adults in midlife fail to commit to healthy routines, and it basically it affects their health later in life. So there's a lot of research that's established that the physical and mental advantages of consistent exercise regimen, um, screening programs can lead to preventive measures and early treatment interventions, which can really reduce the later impact of illnesses. So nutrition 
and exercise. Duh. A lot of us know that, but in midlife, when you're in your earning years and you're trying to get your way to retirement, many people don't make the time to give back to themselves. And then what they have left is not that pretty of a picture and necessarily not that healthy of a picture. I can tell you that even healthy people as they reach into the 40s, 50s, and 60s begin to feel the process of aging. You know, poor health is not a consequence of aging, by the way. It's it's chronic conditions such as heart disease, stroke, cancer, diabetes, arthritis. They're the most common and the most uh, uh, costly health concerns of people later in life. They, they uh, create particularly heavy health and economic burden due to the, the uh, long-term illness involved in those disorders and the diminished life of quality of life and then a whole great increase in healthcare costs. So hearing and vision problems are also encountered and they're often thought of as natural signs of aging. However, early detection and treatment can often prevent that and postpone it and lessen some of the debilitating physical, social, and emotional effects that those impairments could have on the lives of older people. You know, mental disorders also is experienced by older adults and, and sometimes it differs from experience by younger people which can make for a more accurate dis, uh, d- diagnosis and treatment. What's interesting is the DSM-5, which is a diagnostic manual for mental health, the most recent version, it actually encompasses the developmental stages of a person through a disorder. So you have different symptoms based on your age. You know, uh, mental disorders represent a huge threat to the health and well-being of older people. Older adults are disproportionately likely to die by suicide due to mental disorders. And that's uh, 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 13% of the U.S. population, by the way, people 65 and over, accounted for 18% of all suicidal deaths. Not uh, That study was just uh, 10 years ago. And so what it's probably done now, because suicide has spiraled, and um, white men, 85 and older, are especially vulnerable with a suicide rate five times greater than that of the general population. So mental disorders also uh, negatively affect the ability of an older person to recover from health problems. So, you know, if they have, for instance, depression, there's a huge risk of developing heart disease. And people with heart disease who are depressed have an increased risk of death after a heart attack compared to those who are not depressed because they're not resilient and they're likely not taking care of their health. You know, the occurrence of Alzheimer's disease is not a normal development of aging. Alzheimer's disease is basically a gradual loss of memory, a decline in the ability to perform tasks, disorientation, difficulty learning, loss of language skills, uh, impaired judgment, the inability to plan, and uh, personality changes often happen with Alzheimer's. So over time, those changes become so severe that they they interfere with the individual's functioning daily, and it results in death. You know, uh, look at Ronald Reagan, poor Ronald Reagan. Uh, While the disease can last three to 20 years after the onset, the the average duration is, is about eight years for Alzheimer's. So, you know, it affects about four million Americans and, uh, and that's just based on the studies we have in the United States. And it usually begins after the age of 60. And then the risks will increase with age. Most people with Alzheimer's are older than 65. However, 
you know, it's possible for the disease to occur in people in their 40s and their 50s. And, and there's some genetic links and uh, about 90% of the cases, there's no clear genetic link. But, uh, you know, it's important and it's important to be evaluated as you get older uh, if you're up against something like that. And, you know, being down in the dumps over a period of time is not a normal part of growing old, but it is a very common problem. And so medical help may be needed. And so for most people, depression can be treated successfully. You know, talk therapies, cognitive therapy is called. Uh, Sometimes uh, medication, other methods of treatment can ease depression. You know, depression is a thought-based disorder. And if you look at it, it's, it's basically trying to remove all the insane expectations that a person has and basically replace it with preferences. You know, I prefer I wasn't sick. I prefer my foot didn't hurt. I prefer I didn't have arthritis. You know, I prefer I had more friends instead of I expect. I expect because I expect comes with enormous amounts of failure causing the spiral of depression to go down and down and down. You know, Many people miss depression in older people because as a person ages, the sign of depression are much more likely to be diminished as being cranky or grumpy. But, you know, depression can also be tricky. You know, confusion or attention problems caused by depression can sometimes look like Alzheimer's disease or other brain disorders. So mood changes and signs of depression can be caused by medicines. Uh, uh, that older people take or like high blood pressure medication or heart disease, it also can happen at the same time as a chronic illness. So it can be hard for a doctor and an individual uh, medical doctor to diagnose depression. But, uh, you know, the good news is that people who are depressed can get better if they find the right treatment. And that means they have to be motivated to do that, you know. Aging is a process. It is a natural process, and it's good to follow it and recognize it as you get older. Then you understand what barriers you're up against and what you can change and what you can't change. But, you know, but a healthy lifestyle can do a whole uh, uh, can do a whole lot to slow your body's degeneration of both your mind and your body. And uh, you know, treatment. Treatment of getting older, there's a lot of uh, chronic conditions that can be improved, if not cured. By the way, Alzheimer's, I hear, is very close to being cured. Uh, And maybe in the next generation, we're going to find that those folks that have it can get cured, uh, just like hepatitis too. All right. So, um, mistakenly, you know, uh, 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 there's a lot of people that believe that mental disorders like depression and dementia are normal in older people and no effective treatment is available, but that's a myth. Old people can change. And, uh, you know, I know the subject of mental illness for older people is uncomfortable because some feel that they're already uh, vulnerable and it's a sign of weakness. But uh, many older people, their relatives and friends may mistakenly believe that a depressed person can quickly just snap out of it. And some people are too old to be helped. Well, that's not true. Once a decision is actually made, medical advice is given, start with the family doctor. The doctor should check and see if there's a a, a medical or drug-related reasons. And after an exam, they may suggest talking to a mental health specialist or or the nature of depression in older people has led to uh, uh, geriatric psychiatry, by the way, where you're not just seeing a psychiatrist for medication, but they are a geriatric, they're a specialist in older people. Just like we have uh, a, a child psychiatrist now. 
you know, be aware that that uh, may you know a lot of family doctors, especially if they're young, they may not understand aging and depression, and they may not be interested in the complaints. They may not know really what to do. They may do a lot of guessing, and so there's a lot of that out there in the medical community. And so naturally, uh, people get angry at their doctor and feel they've been misunderstood and misdiagnosed. Sadly. Many of them are correct, and that's because the doctors aren't specialists in geriatric medicine, and that means they understand the developmental process of life along with the medical issues that come along with it. Um, you know, sometimes your family doctor may be out, that may be somewhat, though they may not admit it, they may be somewhat out of the scope of practice uh, working with geriatric, and then they form body of work over years, which means that they have to experientially learn by older people coming in and make mistakes and mistakes and mistakes until they finally get it or don't get it. You know, that's just unfortunately the process of the medical community we are in, plus the dynamics of insurance has changed enormously. You know, uh, uh, immunizations uh, against like shingles, influenza, uh, 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 pneumonia uh, can also redisc, uh, re uh, reduce an older person's risk for hospitalization and, and death from diseases. And those, uh, you know, those remove a lot of big hazards that a person can face uh, later on in life. You know, your your as you get older, your white blood cell count may be a challenge. And so that's what's going to be fighting off all this disease in your life. And so, you know, if, if you're always struggling with that white blood cell count and you don't have a healthy lifestyle or exercise, uh, any disease is going to become pervasive and difficult to deal with. But exercise, and I'm telling you, it's a preventative measure that will enhance your life and, and, and enhance your brain. You know, research has shown that even among frail very old adults, mobility and functioning can be improved through physical activity. Swimming is a beautiful activity that people can do when they're older and it's not going to hurt you. You know, anyone at risk for any chronic diseases like heart disease or diabetes or smokes is overweight. They really need to check with their doctor before becoming more physically active. So that's the, that's the advice you need to have, that if you're going to up your ante and up your exercise, make sure to check in on your health first because you don't want to drive yourself to a heart attack. You know, most older adults don't get enough physical activity. So regular exercise really improves the chances of moving through diseases and disabilities in older people who already have them, and it can improve their mood, it can give them better control of their life, it can relieve depression, and God forbid, it increases their desire for sexual activity. You know, so plan on making physical activity a part of your life if you plan on growing older. Do things you like, you know, 20 minutes, 20 minutes of a brisk walk is 65% of a low-dose antidepressant. Just 20 minutes. And, and, you know, riding a bike can be so simple. Dance. You know, don't, don't stop doing physical tasks around the house and in the yard. You know, trim your hedges without power tools. Climb stairs. Rake leaves. All of this can help as you get older. But you have to make sure you are safe. Start slowly. Build up your activities and your level of effort gradually. Doing too much too soon will really 
hurt you, especially if you've been inactive. So avoid holding your breath when exerting yourself. It may seem strange at first, but the rule is to exhale, exhale during muscle exertion and inhale during relaxation. So a lot of people forget that and they don't enjoy the benefits of exercise because they're holding in their breath during the most strenuous activity. You know, uh, if you have to wear a helmet, if you have to wear knee and elbow pads or eye protection, go for it. Do it. Nobody cares. Just do it. You know, if if you're going to lift things, bend from the hips and not the waist, you know, keep your back straight. If you're probably bending incorrectly, let your back hump, you're probably going to begin to bend from your waist and that's going to cause enormous amounts of problems in your back. And once you screw the back up, you're done. Uh, no more picking up quarters in the airport. Um, you know, exercising in the mind is important also. People that get older tend to sit in front of televisions their whole life. But research really says that people who regularly engage in mentally stimulating activities, like I do doing this show, uh, reading, playing games, doing puzzles, listening to the radio, visiting museums, they have a huge disc, uh, decrease of risk of developing Alzheimer's. Uh, you know, uh, we begin to age, and I think this is a, a Chinese, or no, it's a Japanese proverb. Uh, I think, I'm trying to think of it. We begin aging when we stop learning, and, and that is probably the most accurate way to think of it. You know, your brain is a muscle. If you don't use it, it will eventually give out on you, and guess who runs all those organs and your body and everything else? Your brain. So if you don't exercise your brain, you've got a good chance that the rest of things are going to fall apart too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk more about mental aging, but we're, then we're going to get into the signs of aging, and, and many of us don't rec- recognize it. And we're also going to talk about how to age gracefully. Come back. <laughs> your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, you know, we're talking about uh, aging. And, you know, in the mental health world, we, we have to understand there's a huge relationship between as you get older... And and it, this goes for everybody, but as you get older, especially you're meant because you're coming up against a lot of physical uh, uh, symptoms that happen as you get older, as you break down, uh, decompose, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but the relationship between your mental state and your physical performance, uh, you know, like when we respond to a situation with a physical reaction concentrate on a tra- uh, something and try not to let our nerves get the better or simply uh, a job where we're under a certain amount of stress, the ability to relax mentally and physically is a huge benefit to those who have a lot of worry and a lot of anxiety during the course of everyday life. You know, people that are worriers are taking years off their life, you know, Try not to try to control everything in the world if you're a worrier. You know, if if you're a Christian, give it to Jesus. Give it to God. It's really they're, they're going to be the ones sorting it out, not you. They may give you the ideas that, that, that God may give you the ideas that you need to get through it and get you on the right path. But the deal is you, you have to be in tune. You know, being in tune is a better way to go than uh, and giving it up to God, to the bigger picture and and letting that happen is a much better way to live your life. You know, um, occasionally uh, problems can, need to be dealt with by uh, with someone other than uh, the person themselves. On the whole, exercise increases uh, general well-being, uh, renewing mental energy, your drive. Uh, uh, you know, but men, people that visit a therapist at least can get to somebody that's outside the problem and may be able to offer some insight as to how to help the problem. You know, what's interesting is in general, women are what are called auditory processors. They're usually, not all, many are usually people that have to speak about 7,000 words in a day. And the reason they do that is they want to hear what their brain is thinking. So basically, they're throwing out what their words are, and their their thought is very primitive. And so when they when they come forward with an idea, it's in its rawest form. And then they do a lot of inquiring and repeat talking about it, and that's how they hear themselves think. Men can't stand that because they are ruminative processors. That means they think of an idea, they think about it over and over, they don't talk to anybody, they might Google it, they might go to a friend that that might be an expert, but that's about it. And then they come forward with their idea days, hours, whatever it takes after they've thought of it, and they present that idea to the spouse, and the spouse gets shocked, the wife, because she's has to process all this stuff that you've been hiding from her. And so she doesn't know what to do with it. And so a lot of older people get in arguments simply because of the way they process. They don't, the man doesn't want to hear and the woman needs someone to talk to. So what do they do? They end up developing lots of friends, 
lots of other things outside the home, and then the man's lonely and complains about that. So, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you know, it, it, as you get older, you're going to have to become a better listener. And, you know, what's interesting is people don't want to hear the same stories 8,000 times. That's going to drive people away. So you have to be a little bit sharper as you get older and be able to talk about new topics, be a little bit more plugged in because that allows you to talk to a wider scope of people. Uh, I would tell you the people that are more inquisitive have a healthier brain as they get older than people that need to tell their stories. You know, there's a, a delirium is a common uh, state in uh, in our older population. It's it, it usually occurs over hours or days sometimes, and it sometimes sometimes is accompanied by an, an acute physical illness. So uh, basically, the alertness fluctuates. Uh, it's usually worse at night. It has uh, a lot of spells during the day that are where they're more lucid or disoriented in time and space. And so they sometimes uh, develop uh, a fearfulness, a lack of control, an irritability or an aggressiveness. And then they develop paranoid ideas that are common uh, because uh, they have visual and auditory hallucinations. So they, they usually resolve when the cause is treated for the physical illness. So also, uh, we talked about depression before. That's a very common uh, uh, mental uh, characteristic of older people. And, it, and we're talking about abnormally lowered mood that develops over weeks or months. And that usually includes a loss of interest in life, a neglect of appearance, hygiene, plus expression of recurrent thoughts of death, or even suicidal ideation sometimes. So concentration levels go low. Decisions are difficult because they're carrying out on a daily basis. Life is too challenging for the depressed person because they're having to just having to think is is causing them to have to do heavy lifting. So uh, they usually will usually complain of multiple symptoms, physical like sleep problems, uh, appetite. Uh, becomes affected and uh, decreased energy. Now, there's also another uh, a condition, that, a mental condition that also is uh, not really accepted as a distinct syndrome, uh, and it's called paraphrenia. And the person's often a female, and they often live alone. Uh, they have uh, difficult social interactions early in life. They they report lots of plots against them, focus on family members, which are persistent, extreme, elaborate. Uh, usually there's an impairment that's not really necessarily present, but a hearing impairment is also common. But the person is, is physically independent. Uh, diet and hygiene are rarely compromised. Their social functioning and cooperation with, with people is usually greatly impaired because they're so focused on the family member that they can't stand, they just go into the deepest type of psychosis going after that individual. It's kind of an obsessive factor. You know, uh, um, dementia. Now, we talked about delirium earlier, but dementia, it, it's, it's kind of like a umbrella of a whole bunch of signs and symptoms, and they're, they're generalized. Uh, it's usually an impairment of a person's thought process, their memory, their personality, and the decline is permanent, and it's progressive. And uh, there's a whole bunch of different ones. There's the Alzheimer's, which we talked about before. There's vascular dementia, there's where small or large vascular lesions cause uh, damage in the brain. 
uh, with, which causes huge neurological shifts in their activities. And then there's this other one. It's called Lewy body dementia. And it presents with very different patterns of symptoms, including uh, cloudiness of conscious, paranoid delusions, visual uh, hallucinations, falls, depressive symptoms, and auditory hallucinations. So, you know, as people get older, there's an increased likelihood of them experiencing bereavement. And they and most come through that experience without the need of professional help. But for some, there's a larger, lasting, detrimental effect on the physical and mental health. So that that, that usually can lead someone in a pattern of grief and mourning. And that's the grief and mourning that I'm getting older. You know, as people get older, uh, um, there's an initial experience of, of numbness or, or isolation or withdrawal or a loss of appetite. And then there's the denial which is the, the rem, uh, reminiscing over the previous times thinking they're going to lose that memory. And then uh, as they move into that that bereavement, in about three months, uh, anxiety usually pokes forward. So that's, that's usually insecurity, uh, irrational fears of what the hell it's going to be like, uh, anger, why me, pain, guilt, self-recrimination. And, and then from about three months onward, depression is more likely and it's exacerbated by personality problems like apathy, uh, uh, where they don't care anymore, lack of will, and, and sometimes a loss of identity. You know, for the first year or more, we should expect acceptance and, and can settle into new circumstances and stop thinking about what we lost and think about what we have. You know, I remember listening to a guy give a speech in a wheelchair, and he was on his wedding on his on his way to the wedding car crashes horrible tragedy uh, can only move his head and what he basically said is he focuses on the things that he can control and can do with his life and not the things that he can't and that's where he finds his happiness you know um, you know d- d- adjustment to physiological change that has left a disability like a stroke uh, it may mean lifestyle changes such as having to bed downstairs, leading to loss of privacy, and having to give up uh, driving or uh, leads to isolation. And, and so these major disabilities can really alter a person's position or status within the family. And a change from being a, 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 a career person or a cared for or carer to now being cared for. And that can lead to low self-esteem. So, you know, it's really important for mental health professionals and health professionals. Sometimes they, they need to not overlook the acceptance of the change as a priority, as something that we need to talk about. And, and also how to uh, lessen the symptomology of what's happened. You know, uh, uh, for most of us who are in a general setting, dealing with complex emotions and rehabilitation is really vital. And it involves uh, a lot of involvement, uh, participation with treatment. And that means they have to accept the situation and then begin to adjust to it. And so, and allow themselves to accept the fact that there's many people out there that want to give back, want to help, and even some people who make an enormous living off of helping people like that. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, It's just a moving of energy. You know, many treatments for those with mental health problems are no different from those used to solve physical problems with client groups. You know, it it may need to reflect a person's individual health needs, but overall, uh, patience and empathy 
are a huge part of working with someone who's getting older and patience and empathy with yourself. That is a huge thing. You know, uh, uh, there's always the need to have a thorough assessment of your abilities with the involvement of your doctor, a therapist, so that people can kind of get outside of it and give you an idea where things are. And it never hurts to get a second opinion if you don't like what you heard. But uh, this, as we're getting older, you have to accept the inevitable that you are going to have to have some symptoms in your life that you didn't have when you were younger. The biggest one is uh, in the 40s and the 50s, we all all of a sudden discover a pain that never goes away in our joints, and that's called arthritis. And that's an indicator that, hey, uh, you're not as young as you used to be. You're not as active as you used to be. You may have little cysts, or you may have all kinds of little weird things that happen to you. The knees go out, the, you know, whatever. You, You may fall because you're old. I mean, you may not have a good attention span anymore. Uh, because you haven't sharpened your brain, you may not have good physical exercise, and so you wear out easy, and that makes you more susceptible to getting injured. So, you know, it's amazing, but uh, if you want to be interactive as an older person with younger people and children especially, you have to be active. You can't be dormant. You will allow you will push yourself into injuring yourself over and over and over again if you don't take care of yourself. You know, um, there's a lot of signs out there that you're getting older, um, and I want to go through that in a little bit. But what some of those is, uh, you know, age isn't coming for you. It's already here. You know, the deal is, as we get older, we are getting older. <laughs> and, the, and so getting older comes with all kinds of weird stuff, teeth breaking, all, all kinds of uh, crazy stuff. Um But, you know, some of the signs is when you can't find your glasses, and it's because generally they're usually on top of your head, you know. (laughs) You can fall asleep, but you can't stay asleep, and you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, I can't go back to sleep. I just can't. So you end up watching the same news stories over and over and over again or whatever, or watching old baseball games or something. Uh, So as you get older, having trouble sleeping is, is a big problem, and guess why? Because our brain as a baby is loaded with a chemical called melatonin. And melatonin makes us nice and sleepy. And the problem is, as you get older, you have less melatonin, so you don't sleep as well. And so people that take melatonin supplements, especially stuff that is well-made, not the cheapy Walmart $3 bottle, but if you take real melatonin that absorbs in the body over time, that melatonin will knock you out. And so old people, hear me. Take melatonin supplements. If you want to have good sleep, Take melatonin, and here's the other thing about melatonin: it will go, it will not it will not come out and, and let your brain use it if there's light. So you have to take it in the darkness. If you're watching TV, the melatonin won't work. You have to take it right when you go to bed and turn off the lights, and that's when you take it. Then your brain says, "I need that melatonin." If you're walking around in light, if you have a lot of light going on, if you're watching TV, do not take it because you're really not serious about going to sleep anyway. You know, uh, there's another sign. You don't know anyone who can't argue the merits of uh, uh, of uh, Ambien over Lunesta. <laughs> you know, you see strangers. 
at parties wearing stilettos and, and you insist, uh, you resist the urge to say something to them about how they're ruining their feet. You know, that's another, <laughs> or, if you're, or if you're eating with uh, young people, you're the only one who can't figure out how to uh, tip your head. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it, you also realize as you get older that your gynecologist could be your daughter, and that can be weird too. You know, I noticed that my doctor uh, I saw recently is probably the age of what could be my daughter, and that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, you know, a washer and dryer as you get older can make you a very happy person, <laughs> or. Uh, you know, you don't actually remember the last time you stepped foot in a mall. Uh, you sing along anytime you hear some old uh, disco or journey song. <laughs> so these are these are signs you're getting older. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes the other thing is like uh, we had Disney passes for a long time. So sometimes you just have to sit down, and that's that's a really strong sign that yes, you're. An old fart. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back. We'll talk about a few more signs, but then we'll go t- talk about aging gracefully. So come back. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about signs of being old, aging. And, uh, you know, there's a, a few obvious ones, like you haven't stepped foot in a gym for years. Or, you you know, you remember when you got a daily newspaper delivered or your feet hurt a lot or sometimes uh, smell, <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, here's a big one. You use uh, uh Teeth brightening toothpaste <laughs> because most old people have yellow teeth. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, many old people wear sunglasses for reasons unrelated to the weather. Um, <laughs> um, you know, more often than not, you'd rather eat in than out. Or before you go anywhere, you consider the parking situation. That's a big one if you get older. <laughs> And if you uh, hear yourself and you sound just like your mother or your father, that's that's another sign. So, you know, uh, uh, a lot of people, uh, you haven't seen so much belly fat since your last pregnancy, <laughs> so, or you haven't seen so much belly, uh, uh, fat or belly fat since in your life. <laughs> and so, you know, the things about getting older is accepting it, understanding what you can control. And what you can control. So aging gracefully, forget about trying to reverse the process. Is You know, it's never been a better time to face up to your aging. In fact, getting older really means getting better in many ways. You know, as baby boomers, those folks were supposed to be the generation that turned aging into a bedroom act, making it sexy to grow old and gray and get laugh lines. You know, uh, uh, you know, 76 million people wrinkled into middle age with style and verb. Wow, the entire Western world might rethink the need to search for a fountain of youth. So most of us don't seem to have found that sense of contentment with the aging bodies that we expected to. Instead, you know, baby boomers have basically uh, fallen victim to an anti-aging epidemic that's, uh, you know, it's 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 caused an average case of mass hysteria for many people simply that we're trying to exercise and eat our way to longer healthier lives so sales are up for old people dramatically across the gamut of age fighting uh, wrinkle creams collagen injections cosmetic surgery uh you know, according to a, a Roper Starch Worldwide survey, 6% of men nationwide actually use traditional feminine products as bronzers and foundation to create the illusion of a more youthful appearance. So, you know, what is it about aging that makes our sagging skin? You know, you have to wonder, you know, are we frightened of looking and feeling old because it reminds us that we're mortal? You know, uh, or, or or infirm, and oh boy, to speak of that, oh, I went to a Walmart, and uh, an older person couldn't make it to the bathroom, so uh, they left the trail all the way. <laughs> that was this. I had to explain that to my five-year-old son. That wasn't easy. Um, uh, you know what? What in fact does older age bring, and how will it be different from us? Uh, more than the generations before. The, the first surprise is that those of us entering the, the middle years 
in in mass basically are truly lucky to be hitting your 30s, your 40s, and your 50s now. Because if you think about it, medical technology today is better than it's ever been, ever. So if you're going to enter this world at this age, you're at, you're very fortunate to have the medications and the the uh, incredible amount of research and the incredible amount of healing that is happening in many diverse ways in this world, whether it's medicine, whether it's psychology, whether it's faith, whether it's uh, a way of life, all of that plays into a gigantic improvement in our way of life. You know, old is, is not what it used to be. Um, you know, uh, people are skilled at making old age into an interesting and fruitful time of life. So people know how to explore and, and uh, look for possibilities. They're, they're already been enjoying far fewer uh, social uh, constraints in their middle years than's ever been has uh, ever been happening. There's also uh, uh, generational restrictions that used to be very heavy on older people, but now career choices, clothing is even becoming a little more progressive for older people. Now we're not necessarily seeing the Hawaiian shirts and the ugly uh, shorts, uh, baggy shorts on the men, uh, and the moo-moos on the women. <laughs> you know, it's, now we're seeing a little bit more fashion, a little, a little more class come with old age as people try to maintain a younger way of life. You know, some people can actually try to fight the aging process, like dyeing their hair and doing all kinds of crazy stuff to their face, and do you know, and then, then they can actually look like like something uh, very strange in a uh, Frankenstein movie. So you know, sometimes you're just too darn old to be doing that kind of stuff. So you need to accept the process as it is, unless you want to look like a monster. And so, unfortunately, many people do that, and many doctors make a lot of money getting there. So. Um, as you know, 20, 30 years ago, society was uh, more hierarchical. So when a, a woman's children left home, she really struggled to make sense of what future in her life is ahead of her. So, uh, you know, if she remained healthy and alert and capable of making further, even greater contributions, then uh, women in their 30s and 40s. Basically, back in the 70s, began to venture out to colleges and universities in a large numbers, and they redefined their roles in, in society. And uh, so, you know, then they had to face the fact that there was a huge um, prejudice against women in the workforce, especially monetarily. So the men were, in, in, in many businesses' eyes, worth more than the women, and that, that's unfortunate. It's because nobody's worth more than anybody. And I think we've learned that in the day and age we're in, at least the younger folks have realized that you're up against everybody. You're not up against a certain type of person or a certain gender, um, it, or, you know, or a certain culture. You're, you're up against the world. And so we as people have to be uh, ruggedly independent. And that means that we take charge of our lives and we define ourselves. You know, as old people get older, uh, you can either become vanilla, uh, which means you don't make a lot of decisions, or you can define your character. And and the biggest deal, and I, I've got to, uh, Eric Erickson basically put it best when he looked at generativity versus integrity. You know, uh, people that get older and just kind of blend into getting older and don't want to take on challenges, don't want to do hard things, don't want to make hard choices – 
they unfortunately tend to fade off in life. And uh, the people that preserve their integrity, that means they make lots of choices. They, they, they are empathetic. They're caring. Um, they, they play a role in life. They're active in their life. Integrity, that means you're, you can be trusted. That means you're consistently there. Your character is consistently there. That is an important quality if you want to be a magnetic person as you get older. Also, older people, if you want to have friends, be a gracious person. That means bring out the best in people. Don't sit around criticizing and judging uh, because that brings people down. It's especially difficult if you're around a bunch of people that have actually made it to old age and actually are around you. The last thing you want to do is bring those folks down. So gracious people in their older living, people that are thankful, people that recognize the little things about people, people that that, uh, look at children and cared about interacting with them when they see them, that that brings out a lot of good in older people. You know, we, we associate, unfortunately, aging with dysfunction. So uh, a young person in poor health tends to report feeling old or having an old person in good health feels young and active. So, you know, it's a two-way street. Uh, You know, if you're not in good health, it's really hard to think young. But if you think young, you have good genes, take care of yourself, you'll probably feel uh, uh, a lot younger than you are. So believing yourself to be better than normal condition of your age is typically, for healthy people in general, a very good idea. And it's not that we've deluded ourselves. It's simply that the interplay of chronological age and physical health is much stronger than we tend to realize. That's why uh, following statistical uh, impossibility can exist. You know, if you look at uh, national survey of, of more than 1,200 people ages 30 to 50, uh, three and four baby boomers think they look younger than their actual years. And eight and 10 say they have fewer signs of, of aging than older people their age. So people in their 40s and those in their 80s actually say quite similar things. So it's more like an indication of physical health uh, rather than anything else. You know, if we don't feel bad, we feel great. And so we tend to be, you know, act our age or act younger, which is a good thing. You know, people who tend to reflect on how old they are, no matter what their age, they get more and more consumed by it. Uh, and the people that deny it get more and more surprised that when they look in the mirror and see the ways in which they've changed. You know, uh, the the fact is that aging tends to be subtle And most losses come hand-in-hand with small, new discoveries. (laughs) You know, first person's first gray hairs may arrive around the same time they earn their major promotion. And and somehow the equation of loss and gain nets out in a surprisingly satisfying way. You know, in some ways, we continue to expect that the next milestone will be the one that makes us suddenly feel old. But, you know, uh, we want to be better, not older. So better means we accept where we are and we improve it and we work on it. And so it has a lot to do with uh, having better attention spans, uh, more uh, uh, dealing with our mental health issues, taking care of our bodies, having high self-esteem and well-being. And I'm not talking about being egotistical and not sitting around telling the same stories or being old and crotchety and miserable. You know, that's going to bring you down. That's going to bring your value index to your social life enormously down. Nobody wants to be around crotchety people. 
Um, and, and so the deal is uh, most people would avoid them like the plague because they take too much energy. Um, you know, and if your memory is becoming less efficient as you grow older, start writing things down. Journal. Uh, you may discover some things about yourself if you did that. It's never a bad idea. Never, ever. You know, uh, here's some other signs that you're getting older. Alcohol isn't for fun. It's a necessity. Um, your workout routine involves picking up cats. <laughs> you know, <laughs> existential crisis or an everyday thing. So you used to be chill and now you're maybe a little bit too chill at times. Uh, so life... Uh, was happening all around you, and you're just floating through like a lazy river. Uh, but now that's all changed. Now you're in constant state of panic. And so a lot of people get into that existential crisis as they get older. You know, when you've uh, aged past uh, recognizability, that's another thing that's hard to accept. You know, uh, if you wonder what you were going to look like when you grow up, uh, you know, think about your parents. <laughs> look at them, and that'll pretty much tell you what you're going to look like as you get older. And um, there's also other signs that people uh, uh, at your age, and this is for younger people, are getting pregnant on purpose. That's a weird thing. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, as they get older, they're lost in denial. Uh, another sign is your bladder becomes your worst enemy so that that's all you think about everywhere you go. Should I pee? Should I pee? Should I pee? Where do I pee? Is there a place to pee? That's what you look for as you get older because that bladder it just doesn't function like it used to. Don't hold your pee like a camel. Um, that will affect your bladder in old age. And, <laughs> you know, also you, you try hard to seem younger than you are. And that's a good sign that you're getting older. If you're having to dye your hair, your beard and do all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, that's just an indicator that things are harder to keep up with nowadays. Um, you know, <laughs> you know you're getting older if you identify with the killer uh, in horror movies. <laughs> you know, because can't stand people. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of people as they get older. Uh, that's how they feel. Um, you know, you know if you secretly start accepting that you're getting older. That's a beautiful thing, and it's not a lame decision, and it's a way to really seriously take on the this stuff that is happening to you as you as you get older. So here's the deal: you want to take care of yourself, you want to cultivate inner beauty, you want to exercise your mind, you want to be positive in your thinking, and have a positive outlook, and you want to act your age and accept getting old gracefully. This is what will help you get older. That's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. DRGBMFT at SBCGlobal.net or our VoiceAmerica.com webpage on the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, as you get older, you should maintain your age at 25 plus shipping and handling. <laughs> With age comes new skills. You can laugh, cough, sneeze, and pee all at the same time. <laughs> when you're aging, you start with diapers, and then you end with diapers. So you start as a baby with diapers, and then you end with diapers. And I saw that at the store the other day. And, you know, as a woman, you know you're old when Victoria won't tell you her secret. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 